0: Scorpions on three! One, two, three, Scorpions! A-C! SC. Welcome back to another episode of the Sting Podcast with me, your host, Ryan Gray. Just want to thank everybody that listened to our previous two podcasts so far that we've put out with Evan Barocas and Darren Burke. First I'd just like to apologise on last week's episode, we had some sound issues going on um, and it didn't sound the greatest, but uh, thank you for everybody that listened to that, we have fixed those problems this week, so um, you'll be able to hear it properly and you haven't got to turn it right up wherever you're listening to uh, your podcast this week, so so yeah, got those fixed this week and our guest this week is our third and final owner of Scorpion Soccer Club, we have Nick Rugnetta. so Nick is going to be on and tell you a little bit of About his journey into how he got involved with the club and just a little bit of backstory on him. So, we're excited to to have Nick on the podcast, and it's going to be a really, really good episode. So, make sure that you stay tuned and and listen to what he's got to say. Also, we've got our new Instagram page, the Weekly Sting Podcast. Um, Get yourself across to Instagram there and give us a follow, and that always helps us uh, grow the podcast a little bit more. The more eyes that can see it and the more followers, followers we've got, the more we can reach other people and, and make the podcast a little bit bigger. And uh, we put some questions out there this week and we're going to be interacting with, with the listeners as we go forward because we want to see some ideas of, of who you would like to have guests on coming up in the future and, and some questions that you would like to answer the guests as we go along as well. So if you can get across there and follow scorpions weekly sting podcast it'd be much appreciated Uh, also don't forget to like and subscribe on itunes and spotify you can give us a review on both of those platforms Um, it helps the podcast reach uh, a better or uh, a bigger audience and and helps with the algorithm that is on the uh, on those platforms so the more you can you can like and put a comment on there, the the better it's going to be for the podcast. So, yeah, that's uh, that's enough from me this week. And hopefully, you enjoyed the episode. And uh, we got we've got some really really exciting stuff coming coming down the line with some more guests. So, stay tuned to as I mentioned all our social media stuff. And hopefully, you enjoy this episode this week with Nick Rugnella. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Weekly Sting podcast. This week, I have our third owner on the podcast. We have Nick Rugnada. Nick, how are you? Hey Ryan, good morning. I'm doing I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Thank you. Thank you for uh, giving up your time on the podcast, and especially today with it being your birthday as well. So thank you for giving up your time.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ha- ha- happy to uh, to finally get my opportunity. and you now I've I've been listening to Evan and Darren the last two weeks, so. I've been I've been anxiously awaiting my podcast debut. Yeah, well, you you've got the call up today, so um, I'm sure
0: we can uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get you going, and we'll 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 ask some some questions along the way, and and your involvement in the club and stuff like that. So it's going to be a good one. First question. So just just going back to the start. How did your
1: association start with the club? Jeez, that's a uh taking me way back, taking me way back. So <laughs> I'm turning 35 today. So I'm going back to like 22, 23 when I, when I first joined Scorpions. Um, I had gotten my, my, my start coaching, doing some stuff with, uh, with mass youth soccer, um, working some summer camps and things like that. And then uh, from there had, had gotten my first opportunity to, to coach club teams actually with, with NFC. Um, and I, I had coached with NEFC for about three years, um, you know, and I had I had been working in, in one of their programs that was around the South Shore area. and um, was actually working for my dad. My father was actually my boss at NEFC at the time. Um, my father ended up uh, leaving NEFC to, to go take on an opportunity with the Revolution. Um, and at that time, I started to kind of look for what was my next step going to be? Was it going to be to try to stay with them or, 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 you know, try to try to find an opportunity um, that might, you know, allow me to have some further growth within, within my own coaching uh, career. Um, So I had some good friends that had, that had been working for Scorpions for a while Uh, at the time. Sydney Stoll was, was a longtime friend who was the girl's director at the time. Um, And so I had, I had contacted her um so got out you know ran a couple training sessions um they had a need for for a coach uh, of just one team um so jumped at the opportunity I talked with a couple trusted mentors and people that you know that I had taken advice from throughout the course of my life and still do um and they had you know said based upon what what I was looking to do with my coaching career that you know making the move to to scorpions would be a smart one given you know that they had uh been in the the ECNL and and the network that they may, may be able to provide me if if that was my goal was was probably the way to go so i was i was coaching you know one of one of uh I, when i came over to scorpions uh the first team i coached was i think a u16 uh, girls team um and we were playing uh in the NEP at the time and in one of the one of the first or second divisions of the NEP um and within uh within scorpions that was one of our second or third level teams, our ECNL teams have always been our top level teams. And then we've had some NPL teams that used to maybe be um, the second level teams. Um, so anyways, from there, just just grinded, hustled. Uh, a full-time opportunity within Scorpions opened up about a year and a half later. Um, that position was at a, as our assistant director in our Metro West region. So I was I was living in Abington at the time, uh jumped at the opportunity just because, you know, I was trying to just get a get a foothold and uh you know have an opportunity to to make a, a full-time living out of coaching. Um so was commuting from Abington to Hopkinton, uh, you know, six, seven days a week, uh helping helping run that that, that program out there. Uh we 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 were based out of the Hopkinton YMCA at the time. Um, did a good job in the first year. Added added a good amount of players to the program. Saw good growth. The quality of the of the program took a good step in my first year out there. Uh, I got promoted to uh, the director of that program uh, after my first year, and I stayed out there as the director of that program for another another two two and a half years. Um, you know, we again we did a, a nice job out there. Me and and the coaches that I, that I worked with building that program up uh adding adding some you know some some good numbers into the into the group uh providing a a good experience for our, for the members out there um and ultimately really doing a good job developing the players and 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 growing some really strong teams uh from there um i got promoted to uh ecnl director and and assistant girls director became my next title um and that basically put me you know Working right underneath Fred Marx, who was who was the founder and, and, and previous uh, director of the club, um, you know. So I was basically Fred's right hand man at that point, and and got a, an unbelievable opportunity to just kind of really <clears throat> learn about what it means to to operate the club at the, at the top of at the top of it. Um, you know, get introduced to to other directors, you know, throughout the throughout the area. Uh, you know, start to communicate and work with some of the uh, people that were running the leagues that we, that we participated in at the time, Um, you know, and, and the club had gone through a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of turnover and changeover uh, in regards to partnerships. We had partnered throughout, throughout this whole time that i had been with the club, you know, this was, you know, so I got promoted to the assistant director position. That was probably my sixth year with the club. And throughout those six years, um, you know, we had started, had, had always been Scorpions, uh, had a partnership with the Boston Breakers that lasted for two years. So we were Scorpions and Boston Breakers Academy. After the Boston Breakers partnership ended, uh, we went back to being Scorpions for a really brief period of time. We partnered up with the FC Boston Bolts. So we became FC Boston Scorpions for, uh, for a two-year cycle during that period. Uh, that partnership ended. Um, and right around that time was, was, uh, when we were finishing up that, uh, that partnership with the Bolts, um, was when Fred was, um, you know, looking to, um, you know, step away as the director of the club and, and figure out, you know, who was going to be the next, uh, the next person or group of people to, to take over, uh, running the club, um, and so that is kind of what led us to me, uh Evan and Darren uh assuming control of the board of directors was um, you know, I think, you know, over that period of time, you know, I had gotten to know Fred really, really well. Uh, I think that he had seen that myself, Darren, Evan were were people he could trust, you know, to to take over the responsibilities of the club and really, you know, help take the club into the next, you know, the next era. Um you know, he, he he did an unbelievable job getting the club to where it was. Um, and and now it's you know, it became our responsibility to to carry on the legacy. Um and thankfully we we've had a lot of good experience along the way uh to to help prepare us for for taking the business over and and taking over the soccer side of things as well. So um yeah, so that's a, a little bit of the background in my journey here. It's always a, it's always a nice trip down memory lane to to think about it. It's been it's been a, a long, a long pathway to get here. Uh but I think the most exciting thing from, from my end is, is that, um, I still, I still feel very young, even, even though today is my 35th birthday. And I, and I think that, uh, even though we're, I'm about 10 years into this thing, 12, 11, 12 years into this thing, uh, we still got, still got a lot of energy and, and a long way to go, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to hear the the way that you got into it and, and the, everyone's got like their own different story of how they got into it as well. And that's, that's yeah. it. Will, ultimately why we're doing the podcast so we can kind of understand everyone's story a little bit more and and how they got in and i think this is a good avenue for us to kind of like everybody in the club or outside the club get to know the club better and the people that are involved in the club and 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 what it's like to be part of scorpions and how we got involved
1: no for sure and you know i think i think when you think about a lot of the top clubs the ecnl clubs the girls academy clubs or uh, MLS next clubs, you know, on the boys' side, whatever it might be, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of the the top directors within a lot of those clubs, you know, they're usually they're usually hired from outside, you know, to to fill that technical director role or to or to fill that, you know, that boys or girls position, dire, that boys or girls director position within the within a club because they've got some great experience and they've got a high level of licensing and. And and you know they'll get hired by a by a president or a board of directors to fill those roles within the club within their clubs, um, and we're we're a little bit different because you know our, our directors and and the people who you know who are who are at the top levels with within Scorpions, um, we've all kind of worked our way up to the top from within Scorpions and and really gone through the highs and the lows of of every of, of everything all of all the moments with within this club, um, so. Um so we've got some great experience. We've got uh a ton of love and loyalty to to Scorpions and, and and to the and to this club specifically. So um I think it I think that also is a little is a little bit what, what makes us different than than a lot of our competitors and a lot of other clubs out there. Um is, is definitely how how the three of us wound up wound up in, in this spot for sure.
0: Yeah, and that was something something that I touched on with Evan as well, that it's very much like it's very much a family feel and and everyone kind of has each other's back and everybody looks after each other and and just being in the office and stuff and having the the banter and stuff in the office of everyone just getting along and bouncing ideas off each other and watching football on the TV and and stuff like that it's, and just having having the crack of like our fantasy football teams going on and stuff like that we just we just have it's 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 just having that camaraderie of everybody in in the same place and that's how you get things yep. done I guess so
1: yeah you know and i think at the end of the day you know we, we say this all the time is you know n- none of us got into this this line of work to make a million dollars you know we we all we all got into this line of work because of our passion for the game um i think a, a huge reason why we all got into this this line of work is is because of the experiences that we've had as as players uh, and coaches you know up to this point in our careers and um you know hopefully we can we can provide that same experience and 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 opportunities that you know that we were fortunate to have as players and as as young athletes growing up, um, you know. And then, at the end of the day as well, uh, when you're when you play the game, um, you know, you love playing the game and you love to compete. But what's hand in hand with that is 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 the relationships that you form with your teammates and the bonds that you make with the with the people that you're out on the on the field with. Um, and that's certainly as as we've come into leadership roles uh, with it, within within a, a youth soccer club, uh, we're no longer playing the game. So you know, our team is 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 the coaching staff and and the support staff that we have working with us and working for us, and and we get to hopefully uh, continue that kind of atmosphere, that kind of vibe, um, you know, throughout throughout our whole staff, club wide. And it's good to hear you say that because that's uh, that's that's certainly what we what we hope to make happen. So now just
0: briefly touching on the ECNL side of it, and there's a lot of people that see the badge of ECNL and and presume this, that, and the other. Like what what is for somebody that's outside the club and they were to see the ECNL side on the girl side, how how best possible can you describe that? What does it give a player that, that comes in that's not been in it before? How's that gonna benefit them in the long run playing in the ecnl
1: sure um, so i think i think first of all you know you, th- you got to think about you know number one you know the ecnl is, is on the girl side for sure you know the the top platform in terms of competition and, and college recruitment in the, in the nation um, so how, how how and why is, is is our club even a part of that league uh, obviously we've you know we've been around for many many years um we've had some great leadership um over the course of uh, of the time the club's been operating that were for, you know forward thinking directors that you know saw the potential and opportunity of of being a, a member of the ECNL at the very beginning when many many clubs you know m- might not have saw that or or recognized what the league could become um Obviously, to go along with that, Scorpions was in a position from a success standpoint to gain access into the league because we'd put players like Sam Mewis and Christy Mewis into the national pool or national teams. We had another, you know, wave of wave of players at that time that were in the youth national programs, and our our top teams were winning state championships and regional championships and things like that. Um, so I think that's that's a huge part of it. Just understanding, you know how the club got with got within the league and, and why the club wanted to be in the league. And then I think from there, you know, it really boils down to just, you know, from our end, you know, we feel very, very fortunate to to be able to provide the opportunities that the ECNL affords our, our players um, to our players and, and to our members. Um, I think, you know, I'll get to the, the competitive side of it in a second and, and the benefits of that. Um, but before that, I think, you know, it's, it's, important to understand like the atmosphere at an ECNL weekend or or an ECNL event you know the experience that that affords for not just the the, the players that get to go through it and uh, be a part of it but um it's everybody it's the coaches it's the it's the parents it's the aunts the uncles the brothers the sisters of of the people that that, that are playing within within that league you know that really get to go out on a game day weekend or at a showcase weekend and see all the college coaches on the sidelines, you know, see all the, all the, you know, the the flags um, and the banners and, and the music playing and see all the other, uh, the other, all, all these other top teams and top players out there with you. Um, you know, so, so the atmosphere and the energy uh, of an ECNL game weekend or an ECNL showcase and, and the overall experience that that provides everybody, I think is is always going to be, you know, one, one of the the best parts about the league, and probably what <clears throat> what a lot of the players and the families in the in the long term after they graduate and after they're you know they're playing college soccer and and they're done playing college soccer and they you know and they still have friendships and, and relationships from their from their club soccer teams. Um, I think that those experiences, those you know those atmospheres uh, that that they get to be a part of, are really what makes it helps make it as memorable and as cool and as fun. Uh, as it as it might sound or seem from the outside because it really is that that cool and that fun when you are in the middle of it um And then certainly you know from a, a competitive standpoint you know uh, as, as a youth soccer player um you know from a, a development standpoint you know you're gonna get challenged and pushed every single day in training uh because you're 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 training with other, top players that are extremely hungry to you know to maximize their their potential and to and to reach their goals uh usually those goals short term you know are to you know be a varsity player for their high school team uh to be a real contributor within their high school programs uh on top of that obviously is to you know be a starter and a contributor within within their ECNL team with us and and to you know see if they can be an impact player within the league and then certainly beyond that is to you know is to hopefully you know make it to the college game and and, and play somewhere uh, at the college level when the time comes. So in, in regards to their individual development, um, you know, there's, there's no better league to be a part of because you're getting it, you know, you're getting that competition every single day, every single week in practice. Uh, you're seeing the best of the best every single, every single weekend uh, for games, whether it's league games or or showcase games when, when you go to tournaments um, and even if it's even if it's a, a non-ECNL event that we might participate in, whether it's a you know, a tournament or a showcase event locally or something like Jefferson Cup or uh, like the castle tournament down in North Carolina, excuse me, um, you know, those those tournaments you, you know, we're usually competing in in the top brackets and and seeing top 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 competition at those as well. So I think from an experience standpoint, it's top class. I think from a, a development standpoint, it's top class uh and then the final piece is, is certainly the the college recruitment standpoint and i think you know that uh, that it kind of speaks for itself if you see the statistics as far as the amount of college players at the d1 d2 d3 and even the ni ai level um you know uh those players are primarily large percentage wise coming from ecnl clubs uh you look at um you know you look at uh, the amount of college, uh, college coaches that are at the events and recruiting players, uh, and there's no other league, no other event comes close to what the ECNL is able to provide. Um, and then I think, you know, even uh, even even uh, on, on top of that, um, you'll see at our league games locally, at our scrimmages that we might put on locally, um, you know, we'll always have college coaches coming out to watch uh those games locally and then lastly um you know we've we've really started to see even more so over the last couple of years coming out of covid uh i think college coaches have have really started to become a lot more eager and hungry to take advantage of every opportunity they can get uh to come watch players so we've we've really even started to see uh, a lot of a lot of college coaches come out and, and watch us train um so uh, we're really getting uh, our players uh, exposed and watched, and in front of college coaches uh, at showcases, uh, at league games, um, and now even even at training sessions and, and things like that. So um, that's why I think the league is 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 what it is, and why it's known the way it's known. I think from an experience standpoint, like I said, it's it's the best. From a competitive standpoint and a player development standpoint, it's the best. Uh, and then like uh, the last piece is that college recruitment standpoint and the college exposure side of things. I also think that it's uh it's uh, it's the best in that regard as well. So, um, you know, where, like I said, where we feel fortunate to be a part of the league for as long as we have been uh, we're looking forward to, to being a part of the league for many, many more years to come. Uh, we've, we've been all in with, with the ECNL from day one, even when there's been uh, you know, competitors coming along and, and clubs have had, you know, some decisions to try to make about, whether they stay in the league or not uh you know we've always been been very very steadfast in in our belief in what the ECNL stands for and why the ECNL uh, is the ECNL um so i think that uh as, good as as good as it's been up to this point uh really the best is yet to come in regards to what the league's going to be able to provide its members and in turn what members like scorpions are going to be able to provide our members uh that that are a part of our club
0: yeah that's that's excellent stuff yeah And i mean the the biggest thing that you take away from that, especially when the players are getting older, is that exposure. Like when they did the event in Florida in January, that was my going down there as a college coach, seeing yep. seeing that was like mind blowing. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. There's right. hundreds and hundreds of coaches there, and <laughs> it was, it's it's at this massive complex with so many games going on at the same time. It was just, yeah, it, it's just mind blowing to see. Really, you don't. You don't I don't think I've ever seen that many fields in one place at one <laughs>
1: <time>. <laughs> You know, and 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 listen and and you're you're a grown man that's not even playing the games and and you were taken aback like that. So can you imagine, you know, being being a, a teenager walking into that environment for the first time and you get the opportunity to actually be playing the games on the field, right? you it's 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 something special for sure.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm I'm excited for just like going going down a little bit with the younger age groups like when we go down to south carolina in may it's like some of the some of the parents there are going to be taken aback as as to what that's going to be like that's it's the 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 event that's mm-hmm. going to be going on down there is going to be going to be something like
1: they've never seen before so it's going to be interesting how how they handle that as well right but yeah that's that's a total another part of it right the ECNL has has really expanded enough where where they're able to offer now those those showcase tournaments at the, for the U12s, U13s and U14s uh get those kids out to out to one of those tournaments exactly just to kind of get a preview of of what's mm-hmm. to come down the line for them, right? Um exactly and it's like once you once you're once you see it and once you're part of it, it's like this is this is this is where I got to be. This is where I want to be, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Exciting stuff and really really good stuff. So so yeah, we'll Move on now to our to our podcast question that we've we've done over the last couple of episodes, and we will eventually get you back on the podcast to talk more about your like soccer story and stuff like that. But we just wanted to kind of get this out as our owners have been on it now to <laughs> with their little story, and now we can yep. now we can progress and, and and go on with some more guests. So so with our little podcast uh, question at the end is you're through one one on one on goal in the World Cup final you've got a chance of taking the glory yourself you can you can etch your name in history as the person that scored the <laughs> winning goal in the world cup or you could pass it to the side to your teammate who's got an open goal and he could score do you take it yourself
1: or do you pass it well if the, if if my if my teammates more open than i am i'm 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 going to i'm going to pass the ball off i um i was a center back my my pretty much my whole career as a player <laughs> Uh, that would be uncharted territory for me, being in that <laughs> in that moment in that situation, um, you know. So if they were, if my teammate was in a better position than me, I would probably be looking for for that, you know. That would probably be my my. Please, first please look.
0: be there so I don't have to.
1: <laughs> you know, um, but I will say this: I will say this when my whenever my teams had to had to go to to penalties, uh, I would I would always I would always be one of the five to take a penalty. So. so uh, cool. I I did always ha- I I I was always all right under pressure for the most part but I do I do have have flashbacks of you know making a 30 40 yard run uh, up the field with the ball at my feet out of the out of the center back position and and then getting to like the top of the 18 and just going what what do I do now yeah, I'm lost
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yeah so Yeah I've had that before yeah for sure Yeah that's <laughs> that's funny so- <laughs> right well again thank you so much for giving up your time thank you for being on the podcast and awesome. good um, stuff. Ha-
1: happy birthday and, um, and enjoy enjoy the rest of your day and and yeah awesome i appreciate it ryan good stuff thanks thanks for all you do and uh abs- absolutely we'll we'll talk soon Scorp-